it was in the timeline. I honestly truly <laughs> skipped it because I was like, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about now. Yeah, no. So, uh, essentially, I, I wasted seven dollars. Is what it came. <laughs> is the is the whole crux. The general the fucking consensus is the first time that I that I did it. I I wasted seven dollars, and that marred my uh, vision as far as um, what I thought about virtual reality until uh, Tony had me try out his Oculus Rift, in which I was uh, literally blown away when I played. Um, Robo Recall? Robo Recall after I got to try just the demo. The, I forget what it's called. It's First Contact or something like that. It's the first thing you do when you calibrate your uh, VR headset. I was, uh, you outlined the area which was my play area. Mm -hmm. And I was standing essentially at a desk in a um, RV. And once I make first contact, as is the title, and I fucking, I hate that trope so much. First contact? Uh, no, uh, the name of something is either something that you do or it's mentioned in the media that you're uh, doing or watching. Uh, so you meet the robot, the robot then gives you choice to play with everything like that. Uh, we got to do a lot of cool, fun stuff, mm -hmm. and you were like, holy shit, I didn't know that you could do that, and like realize how interactive the entire environment was. What'd you was. think of the motion controls with the hands? I was so <laughs> fucking blown away. The thing is, is that like, I, was, I was literally, at, at that until that point, uh, until you literally coaxed me to come and try it out, and you know this... I kept telling you, like, it's a fucking gimmick. Mm -hmm. VR is not at the point in which it is fun and has playability. Mm -hmm. it's, it is not at the point in which it has compatibility with a player base. Mm -hmm. Boy, and, I told you Resident Evil 7 was fucking awesome in VR. Yes. Uh, so, we'll get to that. I'll tell you my experience. Yeah. So when I slipped on those, uh, I'm going to call them cuffs, because mm -hmm. they're pretty much like cuffs that you put over your hands, and it can actually tell... How like where your fingers are, your thumbs and everything like that. Yeah, so you don't essentially even to, you don't even have to press the buttons as your hands rest on them. Rest on them, yeah. It senses where what your fingers are, um, and that just fucking blew me the fuck away. I'm making like finger guns at my robot friend. I'm giving thumbs up. I'm mm -hmm. picking things up. I am reaching out with my arm, and I see my hand in the game, picking something up, and I'm like literally looking at it. I'm looking around the RV. I have almost no vision as far as the outside world goes. Like it is, it is covering my entire peripheral vision. That's one thing they pr uh, really improved on from and the. The other thing too is that I couldn't understand how good it was graphically. Mm -hmm. That was something that I just so could in not fathom. You fucking dig it. After I did that, I played the game Robo Recall, and being able to interact with the environment in the way, and of course. That is a game that uses um what's the what's the mechanic snap movement? Uh, the the teleportation the yeah. cast teleportation Casting, yes yeah. you look at a point where you you, you, your you your move it with sit. your with your toggle yeah. and then you orient with your right toggle and that's where you face now and you will teleport to the spot that you're pointing at with like your remote. cover point basically it, it's a good way to prevent uh, motion sickness okay yeah. because your inner ear really doesn't like. Moving yeah, without actually moving. Yeah. That's the, that's the big thing is that I didn't have the motion sickness and everything like that with the casting, and um, the only problem I had was that every once in a while I, I and sometimes accidentally, but I'd have to pause the game and say, "Tony, 
where am I facing? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, is your death directly in and front of you? And that's really just the fault of the room you were in. It wasn't a very good room. It wasn't very big. Um, but there was a lot of it, stuff in it that I had to draw a grid around to make sure you didn't punch a punch a deep freeze or punch a cabinet. One of your computer monitors. You know, mm-hmm. that was a big thing that I was really worried about. And every once in a while, like I would I would like run into the desk or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that's the big thing is that with those casting games, you don't necessarily have to move your feet at all. Mm-hmm. I mean like it's not going to move if you move your feet. Uh, it's not it's not that uh, it doesn't have the track. So uh, with casting you get to you get to deal with all that. But uh, I had so much fun and it was ridiculous being able to like reach out and grab somebody and literally hold them around and use them as a meat shield and throw them because I am literally actually throwing with my hand I am releasing my fingers from the controller and it is throwing the enemy and then I can reach behind my back and pull a shotgun and shoot three bullets and I wish I could do that in real life just reach behind my back and pull out a shotgun it was nuts I could look down on my hip and see a gun and I could reach for my gun the gun and then grab it. I could look to my left and see my other handgun on my hip and grab it. And then I could literally point my guns and shoot them. Shoot the guns. It literally felt as though I had those on my sides and shotguns on my back. Like I could literally uh, almost physically visualize my loadout, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then looking at all these threats, they were very real. They made you react. That's the big thing. It's like the level of immersion was was nuts. Mm-hmm. And while it is definitely a video game environment, it felt as though it was... Um, like you were there. Like I was there, even though it is indeed. Like you Which is tell like the should be, right? Exactly. And then after I took off the headset, and this is where I'll end, uh, Tony, you remember this pretty well. I needed to sit down and actually like reassociate with reality and my environment around mm-hmm. me. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that as necessarily a massive... Um, problem or issue but something that we'll definitely have to kind of come to terms with as far as virtual reality goes Mm -hmm. when you perceive that as your reality and i said this before perception is reality so you know you just you fucking look into it it's that is your reality that is your environment when you can move your head and you're looking around that's that's nuts. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about my time with like RE7 when you're done. Like, yeah. I can talk about uh, my first Oculus that I own yeah. and stuff too. Yeah, Dude, so it's... tell me how we got to the point of you actually inviting me over to your place to try out your Oculus Rift. Okay, so sometime in high school, I'll we'll just start from the beginning. I started watching YouTube videos and seeing people playing with the Oculus, the dev kit one, the really bulky, square... Uh, it looked ridiculous. It was. It looked ridiculous. It, it was looked... the UMD from uh, the world, man. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it looked ridiculous, but I'd seen a lot of people uh, online, on YouTube, as a high schooler at this time, mm-hmm. uh, that was like a big part of my life. Watching YouTube videos, watching all those. I think that's a big let- part of like. Yeah, those- watching the Let's Players. Yeah. That that kind of thing, and I had seen a lot. Real of- quick, favorite Let's Player. Uh, I don't really know anymore. Be cringy. No, I'm not gonna be cringy. Say, say do it. I'm not gonna be cringy. Videos for two people. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. There there you go. Okay, I... Plug us! I did, in the beginning, like, like, Markiplier and your... uh, See, that's just it. Is that I was going to add, obviously, like, feel no shame, because the first time that I actually saw someone do uh, virtual reality was Markiplier, Mm -hmm. when he was doing his kind of scary VR games. Um, I can't remember any of the titles, but... That was what I was getting to, actually. Um... I bought, I ended up, towards the end of its life, I ended up buying a dev kit one for $300 because I saw, so anyway, I ended up seeing a, uh, I ended up seeing like Markiplier and obviously PewDiePie before he was incredibly annoying. Um, Markiplier, like, I like the guy and all, but you can tell he's pandering to his younger player base or uh you, which uh, you have to have to say yeah at, at that at that point yeah um but i digress going back to what i was saying the i ended up finally just forking out three hundred dollars and buying which is not bad which is not bad for what it was um forking out three hundred dollars towards the end of its life i was pretty upset when i found out two weeks later that they were releasing the dev kit 2 which had the cameras that earth the camera that tracked the headset and you actually got positional tracking where oh. you were sitting because the the dev kit one only tracked head movement if you leaned side to side it wouldn't track that it was only it only had gyroscopes okay. to sense the angle at which the headset was at so you had to move your head in order to actually change your uh, mm-hmm. point of view yep and at this time there were no real games for the uh, Oculus, there were tech demos. Yes, it was... That's, running that's in, like, Unity thing. and Unreal Engine. Yes. And that, because all those engines started, like, they realized what VR could be and mm-hmm. started building stuff around it. Uh, the most memorable, memorable game I had, uh, there were two games, and they were really just tech demos. One of them was called uh, Don't Let Go, uh-huh. which was simply put... You sat in front of the computer wearing the headset. You put your two fingers on each one of the shifts or each one of the controls mm-hmm. on the on the computer. And what it did was is in your VR space, you had a body that was also had their fingers on the control keys on the keyboard. And you sat there and weird stuff would happen around you. Things that tried to scare you. Spiders crawling up your arm. Spiders crawling up your arm and then going like up onto your head and into your ear where you'd have the... And you could hear it. Yep, you could hear it in each specific... Because you're wearing headphones at this time. Yeah. And you could hear it like in your ear and it would like make you cringe and stuff. And they had a... They had like knives come out and like float above your hands. Oh my god, I, I, I had heard about this. Yep. I played that. That was that was the game that I used to demo it to like my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two games that I did, but that was the big one. Like all my cousins and all my extended family ended up playing it. Uh, my dad and my mom both ended up playing it and thought it was pretty cool. I don't know if they and that's were... important. That's yeah. important. Is that uh, when you're essentially a, a pioneer, um, a pioneer as far as a uh, consumer goes, that you were able to show other people this technology, this product, and everything like that. So when they sell to you, they also gain, uh, you know, other people being able to see what this is. 
So now your nieces and nephews are going to be talking about it. Mm -hmm. So your uncles and aunts are going to be thinking like, okay, well, maybe we can buy this for someone. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing for when kids were going to arcades and they were playing Street Fighter. And then they would go home and they're like, Mom, Dad, I had this great time. I fucking spent every fucking quarter that I made washing your fucking car. And uh, fucking Cousin Neil beat the shit out of me. And now it's out for the mm -hmm. Super Nintendo. Oh, my God. And now they're thinking about buying their kids a Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And getting back to that, like, the only one of my cousins and family that had a problem with, with it at all... Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of knew that this was probably going to be the case at the time. Like, I had thought about it. But, because uh, of the person? or No, it was, uh, he was, it was my younger cousin at the time. He was probably seven or eight. Okay, so he was very young. Yeah, he was pretty young. And as soon as he put it on, he took it off within ten seconds. Because the lenses are not uh, the right spacing for his eyes. Because and still his eyes are also still developing. Mm -hmm. And that was actually something that came around later when Oculus started becoming big. Is it says in the manuals and stuff, if you're under the age of 13, do not play this. Your eyes are not developed enough in order to use the Oculus and it can damage them. So he, wow. he, he immediately had a headache and he quit. And he was the only one of the family that didn't actually try it out That's but yeah they bad, yeah they played they played that don't let go demo and uh they would have like a velociraptor would come out of a door and come and sit next to your head and like roaring and you your, could actually like look over at it yep you could look over at it and this is still on the dev kit one one of the big problems with the dev kit one besides the positional tracking is it had a really bad screen door effect mm -hmm. because when you oh, look that yeah, close yeah, yeah. at a screen, and then you have lenses that amplify it, yes. the whole screen, you're going to see every pixel. Yes. And that was a big problem with the Dev Kit 1. Um, it got better with the Dev Kit 2, and the Oculus, the consumer, what they call the consumer rift, Yeah. it, has a, it still has that screen door effect, mm -hmm. but it's much less noticeable. because those dev kits like a lot of those like very very popular youtubers actually had them mailed to them mm -hmm. in order to get them to actually make videos and yep. show it off and like us yeah yeah the dev kit one i ended up getting that and like that was one of the games we played but the most memorable experience i had was uh, I don't remember what the game was called. It was just a stupid little tech demo. And I played with my little Xbox 360 controller plugged into the laptop at the time. And uh, it started out, it was all really, really, really dark. Yeah. And you were standing in like a forest. Uh -huh. And there were like uh, street lamps, not really like old school street lamps. Okay. Sitting along this path and you walk down this path and then you walk through a little river so when you walk you would use what the top the, the joystick on yeah. the controller and you would walk up to this house and as soon as you walked into the house um you would like as you were walking up it was like a really it was basically a shed like falling apart and you could look through the doorway and you could see a little girl facing the other way like really creepy yeah, this was a horror off settling. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as you, like, walked through the door, and as soon as you moved through that door, 
there would be a big boom and she would a flash and she would disappear and when that happened to me uh i jumped and i clicked one of the joysticks and i didn't realize it which turns off your flashlight oh that's terrifying and like i just ran in the game i just pushed the joystick forward and i ran i was like looking around trying to find so it where, actually where this was it harkened real life uh interactions mm -hmm. Like, I Which jumped and big. I wanted to run. And so I finally just run out into the middle of the woods because that's a great idea. Like, the most stereotypical the horror movie. Let's just run into the woods. But Tony that's, would die first. Yeah. That's what I did. And all of a sudden, I'm like, well, I really can't see anything. Like, I could see little bits of things because it was just light enough to see a little bit. And I was trying to figure it out, and I'm sitting there with my uh, controller in my hand, clicking different buttons, trying to turn the light back on. Oh. And as I'm going through and trying to turn the light back on, I finally find it. Yeah. And the second I click it, that girl is three right. feet from my face, and boom! And fight or flight kicked on. <laughs> I went, oh shit, as loud as I could. Threw myself back in my chair. My little brother was in my room, like, watching uh -huh. TV. Laying on my bed watching TV. That honestly just gave me goosebumps. Yes. Yeah. I threw myself back in the chair. Yeah. My chair got caught on the carpet in my room. I flipped back out of the chair. My keyboard went flying. <laughs> Everything crashed. It was loud as hell. My brother's like, what the hell? And I'm, like, laying on the ground, freaked out a bit. And... He's like, what, are, what What? the heck happened? I'm like, dude, I thought I was going to die. And I took the headset off, and about three minutes later, I hear my, or three seconds later, I hear my mom come up to the edge of the steps and just yell up, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Video and, games, mom. And I was like, and I just screamed out, Shut I'm up, sorry, mom. I thought I was going to die. And, and the, the big important thing is that uh, even in that early stage, it was able to give you those feelings. That level of immersion gave you that literal idea that, like, you needed to leave. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that in itself is the cusp of virtual reality. Okay. So um, the biggest, biggest thing here is that virtual reality was able to put you in the state of mind that you actually, for your uh, personal well-being that you had to leave. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, you actually had to physically like your mom wretch yourself. You, like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? And yeah. you had to literally wretch yourself from the entirety of the experience. You had yeah. to tear yourself away from virtual reality. Yep, I, I ended up taking off the headset and was just like, I like looked to my little brother and I laughed because <laughs> it was hilarious, the response that I had. And I could yeah. not believe that a game made me, or not even a game, a tech demo. That's, that's an important thing there, mm -hmm. if I may. Uh, something that was very big for me, as far as virtual reality goes, is that most of the things that were coming out at the time were tech demos. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, why do I want to spend $500 on something that's going to be a whole bunch of 10 mm -hmm. to 15, maybe 20 minute experiences? Yeah. And that, that is, uh, that is a hard. thing too, is like it started out as $300 and uh, that lucky guy palmer lucky uh had always said like he wasn't going to charge more than 300 dollars for a headset and that was a 
that was a bit of drama that happened in the early stages of the cool for us but as far as people that want to have more than ski goggles lenses and duct tape yeah and like things cost money yep yep and I kind of as much as I don't like the whole idea of Facebook acquiring them I kind of do wonder how much of their development came from the funding of I mean they have like infinite money from Facebook they got a shit ton of money for development yeah like Facebook Google these names are essentially Skynet they have uh, literally uh, pits full of fucking thousand dollar bills and (laughs) like it just doesn't end Mm -hmm. so what you want to do with it like what you dream about doing with it as far as a developer goes as far as someone who's 18 years old uh developing virtual reality in their parents' garage when someone says, what if I told you that I could give you any amount of money that you needed to make this what you want to make it? You'd fucking do it. Yeah, you'd fucking do it. And, and, then, and it. I, and I was going to not do it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's insane to even question. Like, I stand for the morals. I do not want a big company. I don't want to don't sell want to out. If somebody out. offers you billions of dollars, you are selling out immediately. And anyone who thinks otherwise is an idiot. Like you were never sold in. Like you just right. Like and honestly, you know, maybe he was like that. But I think that if, um, say, instead of a suitcase full of money, if someone said, "Hey, so uh, Tony in Iowa is going to try out your product." And he's going to have this reaction. That would sell him. That would sell him. If money won't sell him, the experience that a consumer will have with this product definitely will. Mm-hmm. And so uh, let's let's uh, let's have you touch base on uh, as to say an experience with your current Oculus Rift. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've essentially been able to play through the evolution of mm-hmm. Oculus, which is uh, very I didn't important. get a dev kit too. Uh, because like as you were late to the game, with I was the, uh, late dev to the game one. with the dev kit one, and I couldn't justify because at the time, uh, the dev kit two jumped to a hundred or three hundred and fifty dollars. And what was your expendable income roughly like around this time? Uh, I worked at a grocery store for minimum wage. <laughs> okay, so not much in no. Iowa. The minimum wage is seven dollars and twenty five cents. Okay, I made seven fifty, but yeah, you were making basically minimum, minimum wage, yeah, like so, fifteen hours a week, still going to high school. So let me roughly guesstimate here, minus your gas, minus all the BK that you probably ate during the time. Oh God, uh, same. So within about nine months of of working fifteen hours a week, minus your gas and your BK uh, budget here. You're maybe able to purchase a dev kit one mm-hmm. late in the game, play your play your tech demos and shit. Um, so obviously you're not going to be on the forefront here, but that's just it is that you weren't exactly the consumer at this point. Yeah, I was. It was kind of like I knew when I was getting into that I was getting tech demos. Yeah, I didn't realize in my youth that my headset would be so outdated. Very quickly, By, as as is the nature yeah, of technology. Yeah, I I mean I expected that it would be inferior to the new models. Yeah, but I didn't expect it to be straight up. A Ford nineteen ninety two Taurus is still going to be found on the highway. Yeah. However, a Dev Kit One Oculus is not going to be found in most homes. Yeah, it is pretty much useless now. Yeah, there are no apps that support it. All the drivers that run. Everything is 
It's, yeah, it, there's it, no. It, um, it, it's a three hundred dollar paperweight at this point. Right. There's there's literally absolutely uh, no anchors as far as like people going in and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna make something for the dev kit one." Yeah. Um. So and like, I ended up getting the the consumer rift a couple months ago. Uh, where, where did you purchase this? I bought it at a Best Buy. Okay. And the reason I did that was because normally I would order something like that online. But a friend of mine had bought one. Uh, he ordered his online. It's like, this this is fun. You need to come out here and do this. And at the time, I had a little extra money. And I mm-hmm. happened to be in Waterloo. And I was like, well, let's just take a look at Best Buy. And standing in the... In the store in Best Buy, staring at the Oculus, I had two people. One of them was an employee. One of them was a random person. Which was actually a worker in disguise. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Walk by me and say, you need to get that. If you're even thinking about it, you need to get that. I played it. It is an amazing experience. That worker then ran to the back room, put on his uh, attractive young girl... His attractive young girl uh-huh. disguise ran back. I was like, I think you'd be really hot if you bought that Oculus Rift. And uh, would you take me to Olive Garden <laughs> when you Olive bought this? Olive Garden out of all the places you pick Olive Garden. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway, back to what I was saying. They were like, yeah, you should get that. Mm-hmm. And I went, you know what? Well, screw it. I'm going to do it. The pretty girl says so, and the, uh-huh. the guy in the blue shirt yeah, says so. Yeah, because it totally wasn't a 40-year-old man who walked <laughs> by and told me that. It's a man, man. Right. I'd just like to add that you actually can't even buy a Dev Kit 1 on Amazon anymore, but a Dev Kit 2 does still go for $200 on a, a private seller. Does it? I haven't, I haven't even looked at that yet, but uh, it's because the Dev Kit 2 still has the cameras, and I think it's still partially supported so if even if it wasn't partially supported i wonder if someone is maybe selling them uh for a different reason so you were saying that uh the dev kit too you would have bought this so that you could have had each mm-hmm. generation therefore you could have remained uh on the forefront as far as the consumer goes and mm-hmm. actually see the evolution yeah which is something that we do with our uh with a lot of technology you yeah. look at any apple consumer they're going to buy each generation of everything mm-hmm. so uh whether you're one of two people who are listening and you're like yeah i had an ipod an ipod nano uh ipod touch you know, from there and then, and and henceforth, you've probably been an Apple uh, consumer. Mm-hmm. And uh, while they don't change very much, I think that this is actually very much so uh, leaps mm-hmm. and bounds rather than baby steps. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I bought the I bought the headset, the new one, the Consumer Rift, as they call it, the Consumer Correct. Rift One. Yeah. And took it home. Played that first contact game like I was telling you about. What was your first reaction to that? The biggest thing for me was on the old Oculus, you played with a controller. And you only had uh, the head movements up and down. You you didn't get your side to side. You didn't get where your head was in position with your body. Right. The positional tracking, as they called it. You had the rotational of your head, but not anything else. Um... The biggest thing for me, and I always thought up until that point that it was a gimmick, was the hand tracking of the controllers. Right. Um, I put that headset on, and I looked down 
at the controllers in my hands, and I saw VR hands, mm-hmm. and I lost my damn mind. How can you not? I, I looked down, and like I reached out, I grabbed something, I picked it up, and I threw it in the air, head. and then I caught it as yeah. it fell back down. And I, I actually said to myself, this changes everything. <laughs> yeah. This completely changes everything. I played through that. I played Robo Recall. I haven't played a whole lot of games with it. Uh-huh. Um, but there aren't very many titles out right now. There, there are a decent amount of titles out, especially on the Oculus Store and also including uh, We're not looking Steam. at a PS2 level of uh, titles. You, no, no. But we're looking we are... at... We're looking at a lot of titles. A lot of them are indie. Uh-huh. There are a lot of them that are developed by indie developers. Um, as well as, like, your Google. And, uh, obviously, your Bethesda did Skyrim VR and... Which are uh, which are available for uh, the PS VR, which we will also get into. Mm-hmm. It, uh... Going back to what I was saying, though... Uh, Steam has a whole bunch of things. There were a lot of games that ported mm-hmm. and redid their engine so that it would feature VR and have VR in it. Um, but it was so good that like I went and I grabbed my I went I drove ten minutes and I went and grabbed my dad and I had him come and play it and he was like playing looking at his hands. And at the time, he was wearing his glasses, mm-hmm. which with the uh, with the consumer rift, you can make it work, but it's not very good having glasses. You're not having the entire experience. Yeah, it, it, they press really hard against your face and then the uh, earphones, which is another thing that they added compared to the old Oculus, is they actually put in mounted headphones that are attached to and the And they rift. almost go right into your ear and you oh, are... Almost. In, and uh, so they sit right on the outside, but you're able to get uh, basically 360 degree sound. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you, surround get, sound. and you get VR sound too. So if you're looking and something's on your right, you will hear it on your right. And if yep. you start turning as it's still making noise... It will rotate to the back. It will rotate to the other side. And, but it was to the point where after my dad was done... Mm-hmm. He took it off and he was like, we won't be able to do it tonight, but I am going to come back wearing my contacts and I want to play this again. I would Which love is, to hear what his, like, what his, uh, what was going through his mind when he tried that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like someone from an older generation. Cause he's like 46 now. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. So, you, you know, like that, that uh, older generation, as far as uh, I'm considered, like, what did they grow up with? They grew up with the uh, Atari 2600. They grew up with mm-hmm. Pitfall. They grew up with uh, Pac-Man. You mm-hmm. know, you'd throw in a couple I pennies. Think, I think the first game system my dad had was an NES, actually. Mm-hmm. And I, I was alive when we had that. So... And you felt more alive when you played it. Yeah. <laughs> and thus that gamer super, was born. Plus that Super Mario 3. Oh, that was, fuck that was, yeah. That's, well, that's now what you I can played. be a boot. Now you can be a furry. Fuck yes. Maybe a motherfucking frog? Right. So, overall, um, we've, we've touched almost every space available as far as the Oculus goes. Which uh, is currently retailing at $399. Uh, that's online and, of course, in stores. 
Uh, how much did I say earlier I paid for it? Because I um, paid three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Yeah. I think I said five hundred, but yeah, that's it was three ninety. Was that not the uh, dev kit one that was five hundred? The dev kit one was three hundred. So uh, you you probably paid around five hundred dollars. This is essentially what we had mm -hmm. surmised, and now it's had a price cut down to three ninety nine, which is uh, essentially mm -hmm. the the overall consensus as far as like gaming Consumer is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to sell it at this price if you want it right away. We're going to mm -hmm. drop the price if you want it uh, later, mm -hmm. uh, which is actually obviously the, the better idea. Yeah. Now, see, here's the thing is that also we're getting um, into PSVR and uh, your first interaction, mm -hmm. which was uh, Resident Evil 7. Yes. Now, you had played uh, PlayStation's Resident Evil 7 Biohazard without VR before, correct? Before yeah. you stepped like, I bought it back during its release in, like, late January when the game came out. I was like, I'm a Resident Evil fan. I gotta get it. So, yeah, like, I played it. I, and it's a first-person game. Yes. Like, 100%, yeah, first-person. Yeah. Which, um, some of you might have been able to play the demo, which, I mean, obviously, the like, you get the idea. Yeah. It is very fucking terrifying. Uh, full of puzzles. You're in one house for the entirety of the demo. The game itself has a, a couple different areas that you go into. Um, so what was the difference between playing it on the console first and then going to the VR? Because I remember the first thing that you told me the day after you tried it. Dude, it's like the level of like, like spatial manipulation. Mm -hmm. I would have to, to look around, I would have to use, you know, analog sticks. I was able to walk up to a corner of like a hallway, I could hear uh, Jack, I believe his name was. The, the father. The father of the of family. The family yeah. I was able to peek around the corner. I was just leaning forward in my seat, looking around the corner to see him coming down the hallway. Which is a lot cooler than pressing, you know, triangle yeah. to enter lean mode. With, you know, holding the left, the, you know, the left analog stick down to like look down the hallway. I could, I could just be like, I could just lean forward and look down and see him. Be like, okay, I better not show myself. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back. Yeah. And let him come out, and you know, like, I, and like sit and listen, listen with my ears. So coming from Tony's experience in seeing this little girl, the flashlight experience, running into the forest, having her pop up, that right there is an amazing transition into a series that is known for horror. That literally yeah. gave us the basis. Of horror. Like one of like the mainstream successes in like horror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, stepping away from everything before that, you know, we're not talking Castlevania breaking bricks to get your fucking burgers and jerky <laughs> legs. And we're talking about like being in a decrepit house yeah. filled with horror, being chased down by several members of a fucking family that are infected with some unknown virus that can't it. be stopped. And he is coming for you. Yeah, like he's, he's calling out for he you. He comes up to you. He, he grabs your gun from your hand, holds yeah. it up to him, his like, chin, and makes you shoot and like blow his brains out. And he's like lays there, and he, come, he still comes back up. He, like, he and you as a person at this point are actually visualizing this yeah. as a human being. If you have like, a fucking cool-ass like, battle in the garage... Oh, the car scene. Yeah. Yep. Getting the keys. If you step into the car without getting the keys first, he dangles the keys in front of you. He's like, looking for these. And you're like, oh, shit. And then he proceeds you have to have a like, fucking cool-ass chainsaw battle with him. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Isn't the big part of that game was you can't kill the 
or pretty it's much critically yeah. difficult to kill them. Yeah, you kill them, but you don't. They later. It's you're getting into, like spoiler. Like you okay. get like a big ass weird like. And of course, like uh, Resident Evil Lore, yeah. uh, where you have eventually a generator virus. <laughs> eventually, the game becomes Resident Evil again, uh-huh. as we yeah. know it from Resident Evil Six back to one. Yes, but uh, at this point, you know you're you're in this immersive environment, this house that you're literally actually. And like, I, I kick myself because, like, holy shit! I wish I would have experienced this game first through VR. Mm-hmm. I, and that was my, the first thing that you told me. Yeah, like, was like, Tyler, myself, do I, not fucking buy this game unless you have PSVR. Like it's, you it's want the to best experience way. it. It's the, the best way to experience that game. Yeah. Which is such a fucking far cry from tech demos and, yeah. and your Oculus dev kit. And I, I think that there are a few... There are a few genres of mm-hmm. games that VR is really going to excel in. There's going to be some VR games that just... Or some aspects of gaming that just don't work in VR. Yeah. Whether you got the motion sickness uh, with running around, I think uh, um, I think the biggest things that are going to excel with VR is going to be your horror games. Uh-huh. Um, if you Which get, seems to be like the market that it started out uh-huh. with and is obviously like, excelling. I one of the last games I played on my Oculus Rift and it didn't support it natively. They created a file in the game where they were testing it and then they patched it out but alien isolation oh yeah yeah yeah, that that was originally going to have vr support can you imagine silent hill the uh the pt that we got imagine that in vr and it would have auto like just easily been able to uh, move into that i played reimagining of silent hill one in vr that's fucked but they did uh basically what it happened was is they took they took the game they added vr to it they played around with it. They decided that they didn't want to do it for whatever reason. I think they didn't want to spend the money on it, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of halted the development of it, released the game. But if you actually went into the uh, configuration files, you could find in a little text document like VR, and you could switch the zero to a oh, one, no and you would immediately have the actual VR. <laughs> it was It was a little clunky. One big thing that... Uh, you have to get in VR that not some games don't do. A little doki-doki for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, But what they did was... is uh, Game within the game. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Anyway, uh, back to the actual topic. We... uh, Thanks for derailing. Don't shut me down! (laughs) Anyway, um, they... uh, You uh, changed that file, Mm -hmm. but... And some games that don't natively support VR have this problem. It was a thought that they had essentially scrapped. Yeah. Rather than having your head Uh independent from your body. Was it your dick? No. What? (laughs) Stop it. Anyway, they, when you would look around, you would move your whole body. So if you were looking over your shoulder, your whole body in VR would turn. Because Ah. they didn't, they didn't separate the head from the rest of the body. Evil within. It was just where you were looking. Yes. Would, and that's that was a big problem in the early days of VR, that certain games would be like, we're just going to port our game to VR. And like you couldn't actually look. And now we know that doesn't work. You it works, but it's not it feels great. weird, yeah. honestly. It just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You, you get into it and you play it and you can be fine, 
but you always tell yourself like this would be cooler if I could move my body independently. Right. If I could look somewhere that I wasn't my body wasn't facing, I could peer out across a uh, into a hallway like he was saying mm-hmm. uh, without actually moving my body in front of the hallway. Uh, but getting back to that, the genres that are going to be the staple for VR are going to be your horror games. Mm-hmm. First-person shooters, if they're built with VR in mind, yeah. similar to uh, Robo Recall and games like that. Mm-hmm. I know that like, Killing Floor made like a VR. Yes, and I've heard it's really good. I haven't and so did Doom. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I've had a friend hounding me to get <laughs> it. So, because it's multiplayer, and you can play play together. And I guess there's actually a story. Within Killing Floor on that. Which is different from just blaming on folk. Yeah. But uh, the other genres that are going to be huge are your racing sims, your flight simulators, anything where you have a fixed perspective. I always thought like a flight sim was perfect for VR because like it's perfect for you know just sitting in a cockpit and And looking around at And I have gauges. I have experience with that because I've played the game War Thunder. Uh Uh-huh. In VR. And what is War Thunder? So War Thunder is a World War II... It started out as a World War II dogfighting uh-huh. arcade game slash simulator. They sure. have different modes that you can get in to play. They, they added, like, tanks. I they did know. add ground forces, yeah. which has tanks and stuff. Okay, so um, our, like, our original Battlefield... It's kind it's of kind of like that, but yeah. you don't have, like, actual... Soldiers. Games. Yeah. You don't, don't have soldiers. It's all vehicle warfare. Yeah. They've got planes. They've got... Tanks, they're Which adding boats now, but they haven't really fleshed that. But the one fact out. that they're making leaps and bounds as far as vehicles yeah. go is something else, and I think that it's very important. And it actually says a lot more that they would actually go as far as doing the controls for each one of those vehicles than they would say, "Okay, well, here's a gun in your hands, go and shoot guys." I guess yeah. you're like but, you're flying a fucking yeah. you know. And one of the first things that I noticed and yeah. what I had seen in YouTube videos of other people playing War Thunder yeah. is when you're sitting in the cockpit and you can look around and you can see the simulated distance between your where you're sitting and the wing of the plane, you start being able to make maneuvers and stuff. Yeah. And like I have a HOTA stick throttle mm. that I play this with. HOTAS, hands on throttle and stick. Yeah, for nice. Any, any, yeah. Thank uh, you, uh, flight simulator nerds. Yep. <laughs> anyway, flying uh, flying in VR, one of the cool things is you can now judge distance, mm-hmm. and you can look around and you can track other planes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little iffy still with the Rift, just simply because the resolution is it's good, but it's not where it could be. Where it could be, basically. Yeah. It's or still, it it's still be, in its rather. infancy. It really yeah. is. It's in its terrible twos right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, a cell phone car. Yeah, cell phone but, car. But anyway, you became able to do maneuvers like fly through hangars easily because you could see that I'm lined up. My wings are gonna make it through oh, no the shit. thing. And the first time I did that, my head exploded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just because I crashed, but because. <laughs> You saw why you crashed. <laughs> yeah, I saw why I crashed. It's I know not, where it's I not was. that whole thing where it's like, oh, show me where I hit the bar, and you're like, I'm not fucking lined up, and then you're, ba-doom. Like, <laughs> just scrape the belly. Of like, the I've plane. been using like the kind of rudimentary like 
pre VR. I've been using a uh, Track IR. You have Track IR. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Which like, until I get VR, like I don't want to fly without it. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it sucks. You know, going to like using like the the. The button. thumb, yeah, the thumb, stick like, that's on most hat switch. I think we call it yeah. hat switch. That's the word. Yeah, I don't want to use that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, that <laughs> sucks. That sucks bad. Fucking flight simulator but nerds. Speaking of that, one of the the big game, the game that got me to get that stick and throttle, mm-hmm. and what really wanted me to get made me get the Oculus mm-hmm. was a game called Elite Dangerous. Yeah. Oh, so, everyone knows. If you don't know that game. It's available on PlayStation. It's available on Steam. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's available on nearly every uh, platform, really. Yeah. And uh, it's made a lot of leaps and bounds itself as a it, title. It, it kind of... What it did was is it all the hype that got around Star Citizen with being the simulator and all that, they managed to come out... I'm playing out. a tiny violin for Star Citizen right now. Man, we, we could debate... We could do a whole video... Or we could do a whole podcast... I don't know on, shit about Star Citizen. On Star Citizen and the crap that... The, the drama. And they've made development. Credit where credit's due, they've made development. How much money that was poured into it. And I would love to debate this with you on a Kickstarter podcast that we will absolutely mm-hmm. do in the future... Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the uh, various Kickstarters that have uh, come up. And, of course, we've talked about a couple of like them on the podcast. thrived and what ones have not thrived. Absolutely. I can think of five off the top of my head right now. Mm-hmm. But um, going as far as, like, what's available to us right now, obviously we have... Uh, uh, Sorry, not Star Citizen. Fuck Star Citizen. Fuck you, Tony. All right. <laughs> but uh, uh, Elite Dangerous. But um, looking at everything that's actually available right now, especially for the PSVR, um, especially for those that uh, are console gamers that can't uh, afford to actually buy a computer that can actually perform mm-hmm. at, the, at the rates that are needed for an Oculus Rift or a VR system, you can buy... A PSVR for two ninety nine, and it will come with your headset, your PS Move that you need uh, instead of your Oculus uh, cuffs that I like to call them, uh, which, as Brent aptly named them, the uh, PS dildos. Um, however, this also comes with Skyrim, Skyrim VR, uh, which uh, to me reminds me of uh, I think it's a I think it was called this uh, Fable of Legends, which. Uh, failed game uh fuck lionhead studios fuck peter molyneux uh moving on from that though looking at the rest of the things that we have and looking at the prices too it's uh incredibly economical and uh easy for consumers to buy especially if you have a a playstation Mm -hmm. which after i played your oculus uh rift i immediately priced out a whole (laughs) mess of shit i had to call you didn't have breath i called brent and i was like you know what dude i fucking need VR in my life. And I and I, I had to talk to him for like a solid 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, 45 minutes to an hour uh, before I was like, okay, I can wait. But uh, looking I'm at... I'm just kind of like nice. nodding wistfully, like remembering my time with Resident Evil 7. Yeah, like, which Resident Evil 7 right now, 2634, that is brand new. You got VR carts with the PS4, that's 20 bucks right now on sale. Uh, Skyrim VR is $39 on sale, uh, usually $59.99. These are all four star out of five star on Amazon right now. Looking so at you know Doom... 
Doom VFR, not uh, brand new, but uh, as cheap as $18. Eagle Flight, which is essentially a tech demo flying around, everything mm -hmm. like that, $22.98. So a lot of these tech demos are still fairly expensive. Okay, I need to try a IL-2 Sturmavik um, Battle of Stalingrad in VR. I guess I, I, almost, I almost bought a headset. Just so for I could, that? Yeah. Uh, Batman Arkham, which a lot of us have probably seen a lot of YouTubers play. I've heard mixed things on that. was like an it's early a very, stage yeah, PS4. It's a very early stage uh, PS4 VR. I remember seeing like somebody play it like holding like clipboards with like stuff on it and just, just like, chucking it. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like let's fuck around with what you can do on PSVR. So yeah, I played a I played like Job Simulator. Oh, that is $125 right now on the PS4 on Amazon's market. Yes. Are you serious? Yes, you cannot buy it brand new. Uh, apparently the game is no longer being produced. So, and I have been watching this price for probably the better part of a month, and it has not uh, gone below $120. Well, I played, like, uh, like Line Chef Simulator, and yeah. it was pretty close to my experience working as a Line Chef. So, uh, another game, like you were talking about, uh, first-person shooters, which obviously I already uh, price-pointed uh, Doom, which uses the casting system, and uh, it does so in a very specific way. If you cast onto an enemy... The Doom Slayer will literally do his like brutal, brutal fucking glory kill. Yeah, his glory kills, which is really cool, but at the same time, it feels a little cheap because you get a free kill. Uh, but it's still all of Doom's like goriness. And you still have all your guns, best shotgun that's ever been fucking made in a video game, everything like that. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast right there. I can talk about that. We're going to have a fucking videos. podcast dedicated to shotguns and video games, I'm pretty sure. Or it'll but, just be uh, me like talking while you like fall asleep in the chair, right? Yeah, pretty much <laughs> yeah. Uh, is what it's going to come to. But uh, looking at, uh, this is a game that had a uh, rather big splash. This is another four out of five star game. This is Farpoint. Uh, now you can get Farpoint package that comes with the uh, PSVR gun that's more like the, the Wii shooter. The, the Zapper. Yeah, the Wii Zapper. The Thank zapper. you. So it comes with uh, essentially the PS Move version of the Zapper, the game. That's 90 bucks. So you have to buy that separate from your, uh, your VR everything. And um, otherwise you can get the game for 22 bucks. Now there's a, there's a number of other games that are currently out right now for the PS VR. Um, actually, it looks like Job Simulator is up to $190. What the fuck? Yes, I'm serious. Uh, Super Hot, which you can actually buy on the PlayStation Store. You can buy it digitally. I feel like, I feel like it can be like $200 goddamn dollars. Right. And it's, uh, it's obviously not worth that much, yeah. but the novelty no. of VR right now, we're still on that stage. Going back to what you had said uh, about um, Eve's uh, venture into VR... Uh, Valkyrie is still available on the PlayStation yeah, Marketplace. Yeah, they actually, uh, they actually did something interesting with Valkyrie in that it started out as a VR game, and I had actually heard from some of my EVE Online buddies that they didn't believe in VR until they went to the EVE Fan Fest, mm -hmm. or, which is in, uh, uh, in Iceland. Actually, they went what, to Reykjavik? Re yeah. yeah. They went, uh, one of my, uh, British friends went there and actually tried it uh, as a t as one of their demos and was immediately sold on VR. Like he didn't think that it was that good until he played the Eve Valkyrie. 
Now, it, is that story-based like or is you that... Have to, you have to experience it. it so. it's, it's story-based. They had a... They, it's story-based. It's got, like... It's also arcade. It has a story. I guess my they big thing is, a, that, is it competitive? It's very competitive. As in there are other players playing and you can yes. shoot them They're, down in a death match, correct? They, they have multiplayer and they have death matches. So now what I would like to bring up, this is important. This is other players with VR engaging in competitive gameplay mm-hmm. in VR. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff of uh, science fiction. I'm looking at uh, the awful movie with Gerard Butler known as uh, Gamer. Where people step into a virtual reality room, they have their virtual reality headset, everything like that, they take control of a quote-unquote soldier of fortune, and they go through a deathmatch series of uh, matches until they win the tournament. Real steel. Fuck (laughs) off. Uh, But the big thing there is, uh, what I'm getting at, is that this is something that is... uh, heralded as science fiction still mm-hmm. that uh vr is tech demos but it's not mm-hmm. not at least not in this sense it's i'm gonna use here. i'm gonna use the science fiction because i had to look up what her name was when they released uh eve valkyrie it did yes. it does have like a main campaign but they uh they actually got a bunch of voice actors for it mm-hmm. and one of them was uh, Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica. Yes, yes, absolutely. She was she was the main Starbuck dude. Mm-hmm. I okay. I need to settle down. <laughs> I fucking love Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> we're fucking Cylons, Bill. Let me just like uh, pause here. Like we're like two hours and almost twenty minutes. Yeah, we've got a whole bunch of shit to cut, and we're also closing soon. Yeah. Sure. So sure. Uh, so uh, they they had a lot of they put a lot of money into this into yeah. this game and there's and a lot to yeah, gather it, from it. They had her as the voice actor for the main, the main like, not the protagonist but like the one of the main NPCs that you kind of follow around and who like teaches you how to fly the yeah, ship, like, like NPC pilot, which yeah. is really great because she was actually the star pilot of Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh. Moving on from that, I wanna I wanna talk about the bad side of VR before we. What bad side? uh, There is no bad side. What are you talking about, Tony? You actually experienced this firsthand, didn't you? Which what? VR chat. Oh Jesus Christ! You knew I had to go there. You know I had to do it. What's bad about VR chat? VR VR chat was fun. It was incredibly cancerous. You had to go and full into of it. crusty memes. I feel, like, oh, I feel like you know that going into but it. But yeah. do you know DeWay? As I know DeWay to the nearest gun that I can fucking lodge a bullet in my fucking brain. Yeah, that I can throw myself into to escape the hellish way of uh, VR chat. Uh, so without spending much time on that, I still gotta make you play that. Oh Jesus! Just, just, just let see. me record it. Let me record it and play it. I will record game. everything. Uh, <laughs> something else I wanted to touch base on is, of course, uh, the necessity for a waifu simulator in VR. Oh no! I'm talking about the English subtitle lesson. You fucking know it, Brent. You know it, buddy. Do you know how much that actually market value right now for summer lesson? One hundred and forty. $1,000. brand new. There are 13 ratings that put well, it at 4 out of 5 stars. How, what, what better, like, spanking, spank it 
Dick, Dick Jack and Simulator. Because how long could we actually go as a human race before we make a dating simulator on VR? Because what does everyone want to do but like live what, out what are there? we doing? Right. Until we Why are we it? even doing an episode still instead of playing Summer Lesson? Uh-huh. We're like two and a half hours into this and like, why? Why? What? Because because the world has to know that they can get a waifu simulator. Yeah. But it revolves um, around sex. <laughs> exactly. Like, sorry, um, women don't sex. need you anymore. Back at it. <laughs> Back at it. Oh. <laughs> but, uh... Uh, in, in closing, going from uh, the golden golden uh, resources that we have as far as VR goes, the different titles that we have, we've talked about our uh, our own trials in VR as well as uh, where it came from. We went through the timeline. We have touched base on every single thing. We have crossed every T and dotted every I. I like to add another fun thing I was able to do in Resident Evil Seven. There's a scene where like you get captured by the family and they yes. you, you, they have you strapped down to a dinner table, and they're trying to feed you weird like entrail food. Oh. And right. like, they they get up in your face and they're like I was like having a good time you know with the headset on I was getting up there trying to like smooch them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was making my friends laugh when they were watching me play it and like <laughs> I was trying to eat those like y'all eat those guts. <laughs> Bring me them guts. (laughs) Like getting up there real close. I'm like, and they didn't really acknowledge my movements, but in my head, I was like, I played you. I played you. (laughs) This game is scary no more. In that, I would like to come to my my closing uh, portion of our podcast here. Uh, What would you like to see out of VR? What do you think is the future of VR? I'm going to start with Tony. I don't know. The first thing everyone thinks of when they think of the future of VR is obviously your nerve gear from Sword Art Online. Yeah, we're talking or, about flying cars at that point. Yeah. We're talking Judy yeah. Jetson. Mm-hmm. Or like your Matrix where you just live like you don't, in a you VR don't space. anymore. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I can, I can see both, both the negatives and the positives of that. Mm-hmm. It would be great if... Uh, in the day and age of the internet where you could interact with family members across the world in a VR space. Mm -hmm. Um, I will play devil's advocate just for a moment. Now, do you think that that would actually push us to the point where we are right now with Facebook where we're like, it's fine. I don't need to call my mother. I don't need to go and visit my mother. I literally commented on her satisfied. (laughs) I mean, it sounds funny, but I mean, truly, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, that is where we are, where we believe that interacting with someone over the internet is nearly the same as interacting with them. And I, uh, I do uh, want to point back to something you said earlier about mm-hmm. perception. Perception and rea- is reality. Perception is reality. Yeah. So you could even make the argument that it, depending how good the VR is. Uh-huh. What's the difference? It, yeah. What's the difference? What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Exactly. We could all be living in a simulation. And that's, you know, yeah, that's just nothing it. Nothing matters. I mean, matters. that's just it, is that there are a lot of people that, that believe, episode. yeah, on this 420 episode, talking about perceptions reality, but real quick, I mean, there are people that do believe that we are actually living in a Matrix-style thing, that everything doesn't really matter, that things happen in such a way that it, it, it fits too perfectly. It's a jigsaw puzzle rather than, say, just a mess. The Zodiac puzzle. The Zodiac puzzle. But, uh, 
did you have any other points to add as far as uh, what you'd like to see in the future or what you don't like right now that you hope gets amended? Um, I guess I don't know. There's, I think VR is making really good progress. Yeah. I don't like that right as of right now, there are only two major headsets that are a big thing. And another big thing that like, that came around with Oculus was when they originally released, they were like, we're going to be open to other parties true, and yeah. stuff. And uh, they started, at least in the beginning, they're not so much doing it now because they kind of got some backlash from it, but they were having like proprietary software uh-huh. and stuff. There were stuff that you can get on the Oculus store, and this is still kind of the case. Some modders mm-hmm. ended up making, porting some of those games to uh, the HTC Vive. But... Excuse me. They and we ended up uh, we ended up with a problem where they uh, they released a bunch of their software that wasn't open to other VR headsets. You had to own an Oculus in order to play this Oculus game. And what I would like to see and what they talked about and what I've heard about is having something called the Open VR, mm-hmm. which is a a standard format for all VR headsets, no matter what company they're made on. Okay. So that you can put on the headset and play this game yeah. with this headset. And I think they're following that for the most part. Mm-hmm. But Oculus has some of their games, like the big game that they have right now is Lone Echo. We've talked about that, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I almost bought a PSVR, but uh, the there were two reasons why I didn't. Mm-hmm. One... Robo Recall, mm-hmm. because that was my first instance of playing the Oculus Rift. I was like, I need to play more of this game. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. That is not available on the PSVR. It's not available. Lone Echo. I thought that I had seen on the PSVR. It is not. Nope. And those two reasons are why I did not yep. buy. So cross platforming essentially, yeah. which they, we're they, just getting to with our actual want... uh, Xbox One and PlayStation. Yeah, they didn't. They were trying to avoid the problem that came, or people didn't want them to fall into the same thing that Xbox and PlayStation did, where you had exclusives. A schism, if you will. Yeah, Yeah. and it was, they didn't want that. As PC, most PC gamers, really, that was one of the things that they didn't like about consoles, was the Mm -hmm. console exclusives, where on PC, if it's on PC, specifically Windows, you have it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about this, having this specific hardware. And that was what they were trying to avoid. And Oculus kind of muddied that water a bit. And mm-hmm. people were felt pretty betrayed by that, along with the Facebook acquisition and jumping their price up from what they originally said was 300 to $350 up to $500 um, for the final product when it, fi- when it first released, the day mm-hmm. one edition. Um, I will give props to Oculus for one thing, though. When they released the consumer version of the Rift, they went through and found every single person that backed them on day one Uh and sent them a free Rift. That is nuts. Yep. Probably talking millions. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
millions of dollars. They got a special day one edition of the Oculus Rift. I if think. that shit's not gold play, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Brent, what uh, what do you feel like are some negatives and positives? What you would like to come out of it? <laughs> I don't know what else to add. You know, like it's like a level of immersion that like I hadn't experienced before. You mm-hmm. know, like I was kind of aware of it, but I was, at the same time, I was like. I could let myself get lost in this. Yeah. When I was playing Resident Evil 7, just like, you know, like, watching the family trying to force feed me entrails. <laughs> like, um, That's fucked. Yeah. I need to make you play that in VR, though. <laughs> I'm not against it. Like, I don't, I don't know what, like, negative to say. Like, I don't... Right. I, I don't, I don't know what else, like... What I can like dunk on VR for, like, right? Um, it's it's pretty good right now. We are in like a gold. The only thing is, just, like, it just needs like refine, you know, like perfect what it already has. Uh-huh. I don't know what else to like. like Better resolution and VR, yeah, yeah. I'd say. Um, I would go so far as to like with the Rift. If you noticed when you were using those controls, you didn't have control for every single finger. Oh, of course. You yeah. had only a couple These, of fingers. Uh, your pinky, ring finger, and middle finger are grouped together as yep. one. Your pointer finger is separate, and your thumb is separate. Yep. But and if I, you really think about it, like, move, if you will, your middle finger. Does your ring finger not move with it? Yeah. If honestly. you move your pinky finger, does your ring finger not move with it? Yeah. Same thing with your ring finger. You can't, like, you can make a fist, but you can't, like, lift a single pinky up or lift a ring finger yeah. up or count to three... The I'm not looking to like control an Ava. I'm not Shinji. My dad's not t- saying you know get the robot Shinji. Yeah, but but th- my point is that would be something that I would like to see in the future with it. The biggest thing is going to be how in VR do you get haptic feedback? How do you get the teletech glove? How one? do you feel? How do you feel what you're seeing in VR? Like, if I were to be holding a sword and I smack somebody with it, how do I feel? Ah, the weight would of the you, sword. Yeah, like, yeah, would you feel, be able to feel like the weight of the they, sword? Would it feel they, heavy in your hands? They yeah. have talked about that being a death thing would definitely weigh heavy for a while, mind. where they, they put weights in they put weights in the remotes, and as you swing, they shift up and down, and it adds a haptic feedback. That's fucking nuts. And I've heard it feels really, really good when it comes to, like, swinging and stuff. It's not perfect. Right. But rarely. It's there. Yeah, it's there. It's something new. It's a new level. It's a new boundary being pushed in the world of VR. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm excited for. I want to see... I wouldn't... Like, I want to see the freaking gloves with all the stuff on it that as yeah. you squeeze your hand, they stop when you reach out and grab a glass. Ah, uh, yeah. So that you can't move your hand anymore and you because feel like you you're feel, actually picking yes. up the glass. Absolutely. Uh, my point here is, you know, I, I'm coming from a person that uh, saw it as a gimmick until I actually tried it. And I've talked to a couple different people. We have a mutual friend that I've talked about. Um... VR with and he was like oh it's still a gimmick I don't really give a shit about it and I'm like yeah but have you played it recently yeah 
have you played it recently? And yes, of course, like there are still a lot of tech demos out, which was one of his points, and I completely agree with. That's my biggest thing, is that right now we do have a lot of tech demos. Yes, there are a lot of games, but these are games that you complete in three hours. These are games that are equivalent to uh, mm -hmm. not even an N64 game, and definitely not a PS2 game, which you can sink hundreds of hours into. So the level of immersion ends right when the game ends. When you say, thanks for playing, I am reminded that I am playing a game. Mm -hmm. Now, with Robo Recall, when I finish a mission, you know, I get my leaderboard and I look over to my top left and I see all the fucking names and all the numbers. And I'm just like, this is dope. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking down at the ground. I don't see my feet. That's the big thing. Yep. Is give me an avatar and there for is, me to control. I, had, I did see something recently on YouTube where there were people who, with like the HTC Vive, they got a couple extra remotes. And they attached them to ankle bracelets, and they had feet in VR. I saw it in VR chat. Um, but it can't be far off. It yeah. absolutely can't be. Yeah. I mean, um, really, how far are we when away I, from having a mocap suit that we would essentially... <laughs> what I, mean, I would think, honestly, honestly, what I think is you might not need it. What you would need is something similar to the Oculus IR cameras that they yeah. have. But instead of just doing the cameras, have them actually be cameras... And I know everyone didn't like it, and it sucked, but if you merged that with a Kinect-like software that just saw your body... And because you it literally netted your, have... uh, your entire room in an infrared grid, yep. and so it was able to map out the area by essentially just having that. Mm -hmm. And of course that failed when the Xbox One initially released with Kinect, and you had to have your Kinect <laughs> oh, with your God. Xbox, it had to be on at all times, and people were throwing towels over their Kinects TV. and everything like that. Um, yeah, TV, 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 realistic fish AI. But uh, no, uh, being able to actually control an avatar, if I reach out my hand, I want to be able to see, see my forearm, yeah. my bicep, my hand. Mm -hmm. uh, I am not complaining. I am not complaining at all because I was absolutely blown away. But these are things I would like to see. You know, yeah. uh, actual limbs. Uh, I look down. I, I'm literally looking down at my body right now. I can see my chest, my stomach, and my legs. I can see my hands flailing in front of me as I talk, you know, um, just these, these different things that again, we say, you know, we're not too far off. We can use with this infrared grid, even if it means, uh, if I have to strap on like a Velcro thing on my forearm and my bicep and then to my thigh and to my, uh, to my calf, you know, mm -hmm. like that has like a little ball on it, like you would for a mocap, uh, suit, if you will, uh, for, um, video game motion capture. Uh, if that's what I needed to do in order to, you know, get to that level, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm all in. Um, things I didn't like, uh, nothing really. I mean, when I put on the Oculus Rift, it didn't feel heavy on my head. I wasn't, like, slumped down forward. The sound was amazing. Uh, the amount of vision that you have, there wasn't, like, a whole bunch of black around the whole thing. It's not like the Virtual Boy, which I neglected to talk about, because it's kind of a stepping stone, where you put your face into a low uh, goggle set, and you look at a screen that is just a whole bunch of red lines, and uh, about 98% of the people that I have ever known to have tried a Virtual Boy uh, had massive migraines after playing it for 20 <laughs> minutes. Um, so, and that's just it, is that what I would like to finish up on is talking about how uh, with the Franklin Institute's article uh, coming up with ideas from the 1800s uh, evolving so quickly, if I were to go back 
and talk to somebody from Atari and say, hey, in the year 2018, we're going to put on headsets that will just completely immerse a gamer in your video game. And as they turn their head, everything that they perceive is the reality in which they actually currently reside in. And you're interacting with the environment, with your hands, with your body. They can manipulate the environment, and the environment can manipulate them. Yes. So, really, is there is there too much to bat an eye at here? I really don't think so. I want to see something that, like, almost takes control away from your motor functions. Right? Say, like... You grab onto something. It's like Ninja Gaiden 3 where you have like the cursed dragon sword. Yes. You can't let go of it. Nope. Like, you, you can try and let go of it with your hand, but you can't. Right? Like yeah, that up. haptic feed, uh, feedback glove that, uh, that Tony had uh, aptly talked about that, you know, would maybe restrict our movements, everything like that. We looked at uh, Tekken 7's VR mode where it's essentially a dynamic camera where at some points you're in uh, an over-the-shoulder look, otherwise sometimes you're looking at uh, the outside. But, you know, overall, you're still looking at an entire uh, plane, and uh, I was talking to Tony about this earlier, and he had said, you know, it's almost like you're looking up at two giants, you know, fighting, like two mechs, essentially, socking it out. And um, yeah, it... Where's all the mech VR games? I had said that as well, and yes, I wish that there was a Mech Assault game, to which uh, Tony had also talked about, um, uh, say, Hawken. Hawken had attempted this, correct? Yeah, with the Dev Kit 1, they had VR, and you could play it in, well, with the Oculus. I think the, I, I, I don't know if the game's still a thing anymore. I kind of think it might have went belly up. I could be wrong, though. It could have a it could have a great in VR. Yeah, I mean it was the. Hawken did release, and it was on uh, Xbox three sixty and PS three. No, nope, not PC. Xbox three sixty, PS three and PC. Is that on PC? Yeah, they. Uh, I do know that they they were out. The VR was just like it was still the main game. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do the Skyrim and. But that's the thing where they released a new game that was the VR version of said game. That is something important to add, that if you buy Skyrim VR, you're not going to be able to play through Skyrim mm -hmm. as you know it. It is Skyrim VR, which is an entirely different game that has an adventure lined up for you to play through. And so I guess I for me, yes, it is, uh, it's akin to, like I was uh, mentioning, uh, Fable Legends. Where you have, you know, your hands that can do magic and your weapons, your shield, everything like that. You've got different buttons that hold up your shield and, you know, so you, you can swing your weapon. So you can just Skyrim? No. Through all the missions? No. Oh, it's that's... not Skyrim the game. It is Skyrim VR. That's just it. It's Doom VR is not Doom. Mm -hmm. Doom VR is uh, still a shortened uh, idea of Doom. But they're looking into creating these whole games. So as far as things that uh, I want them to improve on, I want longer games. Mm -hmm. I want more immersive content. I want VR, but I want Doom, Doom, you know? But uh, we have a lot of leaps and bounds to get to. You want to make Gordon's soundtrack playing in your ears as you? I fucking need it. Yeah. And I need to be like literally tearing the hose off of a Hell Baron. 
and shoving fucking explosives down its throat. Yeah. I need to be literally tearing apart Hellspawn. And ripping. And ripping. Ripping. Uh, Yes, and I need uh, my rust, my guts, and I need my fucking blood. You need to be a hidden hellwalker. I need the Doomslayer. But in closing, VR is great. Yeah, VR has a lot of room to move. The whole point of this episode. Yes, Uh, and if you were skeptical, I hope that we shed some light on it. Maybe. And uh, you know, if you were able to listen to the whole thing, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And while it is a podcast for two people, we have found a third person, and uh, we're so thankful to have you here on the show, Tony. And we hope that we can have you back again soon. Yep, anytime. I'm glad that this was this was a lot of fun. Good. This was awesome. a this was a good experience. And yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Thanks, brother. We'll uh, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, have a great weekend. Happy 420. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks.